And then there were a lot of, ah, please go and meet consultant. Then just go and meet consultant. I'm like, ah, really? <laughs> God, I see you. Is this how you work? I know, right? And then it was just, it was, it was really amazing. And the fact that almost everything that I executed there for them went successfully. Mm. You know, he's calling me now. Hello and welcome to 20 Somethings Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Fortunes, self-acclaimed spokesperson for 20s. Here on the podcast, we talk about everything bothering us as 20-somethings. From the good, to the bad, to the wings, the ups, the downs, and everything in between without discrimination, judgment, or prejudice. With a goal to build a community of 20-somethings who are empowered, to be their best selves, live their best lives, blossom while staying connected and learning from one another. If this is your first time here, welcome. And to returning listeners, welcome back. So let's delve right in. Welcome to another episode of 20 Somethings Rant Podcast. My name is Jessica Fortunes and I'm happy, happy, happy to be here. Um, before we go straight into it, I want to say very big apologies because there's been no episodes in the last two weeks. And sincerely, guys, I blame it on my producer. Okay, not true, actually. There's just been some technicalities and a whole lot of moving up and down around here. And so I've not been able to get into the studio to record. Plus the fact that I've been in school, guys, and school is beating me like I'm actually being flogged like it's been a whole lot of stress and combining that with this YouTube work everything has just been pretty chaotic and so that was the reason for the break but as much as possible after this episode or moving forward I'm going to try to make sure that there are no more breaks in between and if there's going to be any break I'm going to make sure to inform you guys on social media platforms so if you're not following us on social media Please follow us on Instagram, 20-somethings rant, and follow us on Twitter as 20s rant. Okay? That way I'm able to update you real time instead of having to wait for week on week. Shake it. All right, okay. Now let's go into today's episode. I'm really excited because my guest for today is somebody who has been on the podcast before. And she's none other than Dami. Yay! Hi, Dami. Hello. <laughs> I love how you're smiling. Thank you. You're smiling as if you're shy. I'm actually not. Okay. All right. I love it. I love it. Thank you very much for coming back. I mean, the first time you were here, we had a lot to talk about, but it wasn't physical. We recorded virtually, but today we are meeting physically and I'm happy to meet you. (laughs) Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure and it's always a pleasure, you know. And before we go into all the discussions, the very first thing on my head is the last time you were here... We spoke about, you know, relationships, you know, being the relationship that wasn't forthcoming, all of that, all of that. I think I was even trying to give some relationship advice here and and there. Not me feeling like, I don't know what I was feeling like, but I was giving relationship advice. So I think that we should start the discussion from there. So tell me, how's that been? Yeah, I think I remember. uh, (laughs) We had an extremely long episode the last Very long. I think it was up to an hour. Yes, I can remember you said this was your longest. Mm It was really long. And then it didn't feel more like a recording. It felt like ranting to a friend. Mm-hmm. And then somebody 
who was willing to listen. As much as we sounded, um, I wouldn't say we both sounded clueless, but <laughs> it really worked and it helped because there was just so much to see and that there was so much relating to do while I was talking. Before I even finished, you complete the sentence <laughs> like, yes, you totally understand. And then the fact that we're both like on the same age bracket just really helps. So nobody's feeling like, oh, why are you feeling this way? Are you sure you're serious in your life? <laughs> Yeah. It was mm-hmm. just really awesome. So I think um, I went over that phase because it just took me one sitting down to do and then having to speak to myself because, of course, I genuinely know what I deserve. As much as it took me a while because there were a lot of distraction. I mean, money was distracting. <laughs> and also, like, so many gifts at the time because I think at the time I was still in my culinary school, so... My dad wasn't all that um, boxed up at the moment. So, of course, my partner was, you know, coming through. My ex-partner was coming through financially. So, you know, when you think about those things and you're like, ah, you are, are you going to give away this money? You're getting cash. Mm-hmm. When you break up now, who's going to help you? And then it's more like he doesn't even have to be around to, you know, help me financially. Mm. So I just felt like, be away, be around, whatever. You just give me money, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, I did like him, but, you know, when he got to the point where I realized what he was doing with me and then the whole emotions play, I think eventually I just, you know, had to speak to myself. And at the time, I had somebody I was talking to or I've been talking to mm. since, like, 2019, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And that's actually who I ended up being with now. Oh, my God. She's in a new relationship. Uh-oh. I'm a yeah. bit jealous, guys. We were single together. Oh, we were at the verge of leaving because had no, she had no left. Now she's moved on to the new one. And I'm here. Still single. God. Am I your house girl? God, what's happening? Okay, okay. All right, tell me about it. I'm really excited for you. Um, so this first thing I'm dating, I met him in 2019 on Instagram. Mm, okay. We started talking and then mm, a lot of his ideas and cultural beliefs were extremely off. Hmm. At the time, you know, like, yo, it's excuse you, I'm a young girl. What are you saying? You know, he's more like a very cultural person. This kind of people that are old culture, like, mm-hmm. very dearly. Yeah. They want a wife who is going to, you know, preserve the home. You know what this? <laughs> and then you're like, excuse you. I want to be a culinary expert. I want to fly from Italy, you know, go to this. I want to take short courses. Like, I wasn't seeing me and seeing him in a space together, but I would speak to people about it and, you know, they let me understand, like, you can't have a guy do that to you. A lot of all those things were entering my head at the time. And then I just realized there was something that kept taking me back to him. Even when I was, you know, having short, short flings here and there whilst we were talking. There were sometimes, I think in 2020, we didn't speak for like nine months. Hmm. We're just there doing our thing. Everybody was there living life. And then... I had somebody inside. It was nothing serious. It was never anything serious. I just had somebody inside of, you know, that. And after all of that, I'll speak to him from time to time. He would entertain, you know, whatever I had to say. And then it got very intense when my mom felt ill. Because my mom felt ill, I think, towards 2021, early 2021. And his dad passed last year, December. So it felt like we were both grieving together. Mm. So that you know, particularly brought us very close. And then I had to start, you know, ranting. Sometimes I would break down in tears. There were a lot of opportunities I had to forego. You know, they would just tell me, "Hmm, 
it's better for you. At least you have four siblings mm. compared to he. He is just he's an only child. Mm. Nobody at the front, nobody at the back, you know. So he had to be there for his mom, for his dad. He had to just, and he had to be there for himself too. Mm. And now I'm starting to be serious. <laughs> he has to carry my responsibility <laughs> on his head. The financial part of it, you would think about it sometimes. You're like, yo, base, I'm. Work is not working at the moment because I've left everything to attend to my dad. Mm. And, you know, when his dad passed, you know, after that, we became close. Then there were symptoms my mom was showing. When I speak to him about it, he's like, I feel like she's going. I'm like, don't fucking say that. Don't ever do that. Don't ever say that to me. Like, what do you mean she's going? Man, I've done things. I've gone to prayer places. Like, I've puts down so many sacrifices. Like, it's got wicked. Is he going mm. to do this? And then he would, he would say, mm-hmm, okay, I get it. Just calm down. And then, you know, that um, period really, really, really brought us very close. We became extremely close and, you know, that cemented the whole relationship. So after my mom's funeral, that was the first time we we're going to meet after 2019, which was this year. Wow. So 2019, 2020, 2021, that we eventually... Um, after my mom's funeral, then he asked if I would love to take a break. I'm like, oh, yes, why not? And so, okay, come to Ghana. Eh? Oh. Come to Ghana, okay. Mm-mm. Oh, what am I supposed to say at home? Mm-mm. And then I thought about it. I'm like, yo, all this what am I supposed to say at home has really jeopardized me of so many opportunities mm. that, you know, I would have gotten to explore, have the time of my life. Oh, my time is going, you know, no time. Mm-hmm. When would you actually, you know? Get to leave. I'm like, okay, let's do this. I spoke to my dad. I can't lie the lie I lied to my daddy <laughs> on, on air. Oh my God. But then I, I spoke to my siblings about it. You know, they were a bit not okay because, of course, they didn't know him. And then my older sister had to send her friend who stays in Ghana to confirm his address. <laughs> there were a lot of background checks. He said, ah, am I stealing? You tell your family people to calm down. And then he, he realized there and there that... I was very important to my folks. And mm. then he he did everything humanly <laughs> possible because I traveled by road. Of course, there was no Ghana SIM card, nothing. Mm. When I entered um, Ghana, my network was gone. Yeah, I couldn't even roam and then the rest of it. So I think he, he slept in his car because um, we got there around, I think, 4 a.m. So he, he left the house at probably 8 p.m to sleep in his car and wait for me at the park. Then mm. he was even monitoring, like, okay, they won't drop you at the left side, they'll drop you at the right. Mm. I don't want you to even cross. Aww. So I'm going to be at the lane where they were going to drop Aww. you. And then immediately I got down from the bus and I put my box down. I just saw somebody slim walking towards me. I'm like, oh, who is this fine guy? OMG. You know, it all just wrapped up and, you know, he picked me up. He came with his friend. We went home together. He did his best. Like, I could see that there was love in the whole arrangement in the room because he just put in so much effort. And that began our whole love relationship. Oh, my God. I'm so, I'm so, so excited because, you know, listening to you the last time and now listening to you here is like a lot has changed. Like, there's been a whole 360, like yeah. a whole lot of change. You're smiling, talking about it. You're, ah, my, you're glowing, sis. You're glowing, sis. And it just shows that, you know, you've you've gotten something that makes you happy and you're, like you said, what you deserved. You knew that the other relationship wasn't giving you what you deserved. And But this one is like, 
this person is very intentional about you and I'm so, so happy for you. Congratulations. You. The God of Dami. <laughs> the God that has done it for Dami. I know that you will do it for moi because I am not a toothpick. <laughs> I'm really, really happy for you and I'm happy you see how you're smiling, girl. You're just smiling. <laughs> but all of that said, I could not help but, you know, hear the part where you spoke about your mom. Yeah. I'm sh- <sighs> like, I'm lost for words, actually. And I guess the first thing I'll say is may her soul rest in perfect, perfect Amen. peace. Amen. But I can only imagine how that was for you. I don't even know. I can't say I'm like totally over it because... Does anybody have... I mean, from experience, I don't think it anybody feels gets like, over it. So I think it feels like you're going to call me maybe in January and say she traveled and she's coming back because oh. it feels very hard. Um, so this year alone, I've had the opportunity to... So I went to Ghana twice this year and um, just last week, I got back from Delta so I was very keen on telling my mom I didn't want to go to university because there is no such thing as culinary courses in, you know, any university in Nigeria that I know of, except yeah. for hotel management and the rest of it. So I told my mom I was going to rather go to a culinary school, probably one in South Africa or maybe just one of these African countries. I know we pretty much might not be able to afford, you know, going to the US and the yeah. rest of it. And um, it took her a while particularly to consent and say okay she's fine with it so I'm like okay that's fine let's do it and then my mom was like um ah, the money is too expensive or you know and then I'm like yeah it's pretty much expensive but let's just you know let's do it and I spoke to my aunt you know my mom came through and it's sad that I was preparing my box to go to Delta this is like what I've always dreamt about and I wanted to go to Delta to go and do the very first ever consultation job that I would do for a very big brand. Like I got to Delta, seeing the restaurant I was going to consult for and tears rolled down my eyes like, yo, am I going to be in this building? And then the first day, I was just hearing consultant, consultant. And I'm like, yo, is this me? Then I got to my hotel. You know that moment? Those are moments I dearly share with my mom because I'll call her and be like, ah, mommy, mm-hmm. let me just you and tell you what happened. And then, you know, there's nobody to call. Well, I mean, thank God for my siblings. Of course, they can't replace her, you know, as much as we all have our family members. Everybody has their vital role they play. So it pretty much still feels like every time I go home, you know, I try to look at my dad. I see how he's even coping with life. Like, yo, yeah. starting to wash his undies by himself. Mm. He's cooking a goosey soup. And I'm like, Anadi, you made this. Is it, <laughs> you will not eat. Is it because she's not your mommy? <laughs> you know, and the rest of it. So it just feels like sometimes I'm chopping life and I feel, I feel guilty. Mm. Like, ah, are the angels even taking care of her? How does it work over oh. there? You know, just kind of thought and then... I'm overly thankful that if there was anything I did, I made so much sacrifice while she was here. And I tried to put a lot of things on hold just so that, you know, I could give her all I know she was deserving of. Because mm-hmm. at the time, my siblings and I were speaking about getting a nurse for her, but um, I didn't really think it was necessary because I was willing to, you know, I thought about it. The situation was very critical. And if we have to, you know, let her go or let a nurse come take care of her. There's a very high tendency that the person will get tired. Because myself, I get overwhelmed sometimes and I walk down the street to just cry and come back home. 
Because the moment she sees me in some certain element or she sees me in some certain mood, she starts to worry. Mm. Like, is everything okay with you? Are you fine? Is it me? Mm. Is it because, you know, and then yeah. I'm like, I want to go and eat in the parlor and she's asking me, like, is it because of the saw on her breast? That's why I can't sit in the room. Oh, I'm like, oh no, are you... S-? Immediately, I'll pack my food. I'll say, oh yeah. And she'll say they should bring spoon for her. She wants to eat with me. Mm. And I'm like, ah, don't eat with me. Oh. This, yeah, there's Maggie in this thing. There's, the doctor said you should. She said, ah, that will nobody know when they would you die. And then at the time, I'm like, ah, well, come to think of it. It's true. If anybody is supposed to pass, it's actually not supposed to be my mom because mm. she was so involved with fruits, veggies. She used to sell it at the time. Mm. And then I used to make research. There was this time she even treated this particular woman that had breast cancer in my church with all these herbs and fruits. And then she would sell, she put her on diet. And, you know, it worked to a certain extent, but it helped aid the um, effect of the chemotherapy the woman was taking at the time. I remember it very well because everybody calls me my mom's personal assistant because this her job. My mom was also a caterer before she passed. Okay. So it was more like I also took the advanced part of, you know, yeah. her trade. And then I nurtured it to a certain, you know, social level. Let's put it that way. So having to think that she would be, she would encounter any health challenges, it didn't even make sense to me at the time. Like mm. from a simple mosquito bite. was even mosquito bite. This black ant. Yeah. And when you sit on the rug, it just beats you and then your body swells up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, then, you know that thing. Yes, yes. So that was what happened in December 2020. So we got home in January and then she's calling myself and my older sister. Like, oh, there's this swell in her left breast and it's not going down. I'm like, ah, okay. She said she's rubbed palm oil. So I didn't even ask again until I think probably like halfway into January. And then in February, it's really disfiguring her breast. And we spoke to my cousin about it. And my cousin was like, oh, we should go to Lassut. And I'm like, okay. When we went, I think all through March, they were running tests and a lot of x-ray. Boom, the last test will come out. Breast cancer stage three. And like, are you guys playing what? with me? What is, from where to how? And then you know all these pastors, it's attack, it's arrow, it's spiritual. It's somebody that is somebody that is somewhere. You know, a lot of hands were pointed at a particular person. But then I would say, um, whatever God will permit is actually what he wants to happen. Hmm. I'm not a strong believer of God giving a single human the ability to just take life. Hmm. So I think um, it got some time because left to me, when people were praying the day my mom took her last breath, I said something to God. If she isn't going to come back whole, don't answer the prayer. Mm. Because she suffered. It was really, really bad. And it was not easy for her. And every single time, there were a lot of people. who oh, there's this place we can take you guys to. The moment she steps her feet into that place, everything on her body is going back to the center. And, you know, I'll speak to my mom about it again. My mom will be like, if God won't do it for her at home, Mm. It should leave it. And I didn't even need to go as far as taking faith lessons from Job mm. in the Bible. My mom was enough mm. because she exhibited some certain level of faith. Now myself, I would never believe any human can actually portray in this era and time because she was going through so much. I was speaking to my siblings yesterday and we're saying, so is it me that when I have 200 naira in my account, I start thinking of, you know, terrible means to make money. Mm. When mommy was dying, 
and then she could still hold on. Like, if God wouldn't do it, he should leave mm. it. So it's more like he launched me into certain realms where I now feel like this life is not all that complex. You know, it's easy to go to people and say, I'm so sorry for your loss. But when it happens to you, man, it's some big deal. At the time, you know, I was now very upset with some friends. This one never even call me. Even if she, like, but then I'm like, don't be for you, you do the same. Because, you know, we're young. I really don't know what to say to somebody mm. that is grieving. Yeah. And then maybe while I'm trying to divert your mind from having to be sad, you might take it as an offense. Like, is this person serious? Mm. I just lost my mom and then you're here playing. But I'm actually not playing. It might just be that I'm trying to find a means to, you know. To make you feel better. But it doesn't work that way for everybody because a friend of mine tried doing that and it pissed me the hell off. And it was later I thought about it, like, come to think of it, we're all young and she probably didn't know another means to, you know, approach the whole situation. And that's why she did what she did. So, yeah. That's a, that's like a whole lot. It's like It's a whole lot to have gone through from 2020. So you said you yeah. Know, you're yeah, tired from twenty December, yes. Till twenty twenty two. That was like literally two years of you having to, you know, take care of your mom and eventually losing her. How was that for you? How did you feel? How did your siblings feel? How was your father? Hmm. It's like <laughs> it, you know, it's a different thing when somebody isn't sick and you just person just dies. The person just yeah. goes. So it's like but when you gradually see somebody who was whole. And the person starts to go little by little and little you know, by little. They depreciate. That basically does something to your mental health. Like So at the time, my mom is the most agile person I knew in my entire life. Like that woman can, you know my 12 markets. Mm-hmm. My mom can go there five times in one day. And I'm like, calm down. What are you doing like this? Before you know, she's she's at the tap outside washing her leg. And she told you she wants to quickly go and collect rice from her customer at the market mm-hmm. gates. And I'm like, mommy rests she said eh, eh, sure. you know at some point I had to be helping her out with some of these errands yes. and everybody in church believed in her so much that if I give mommy Ojo 1,000 naira and ask her to buy onion she won't even buy onion of 950 if possible she'll buy onion of 1,050 naira hmm. like there was just this very high level of trust that she wouldn't you know she would not cheat. mess with your money or she yeah. wouldn't cheat you exactly so Watching her go from Momyojo everywhere to... My mom had a job, the last job I handled for her before her passing. Because my mom could not show face at the venue, my mom started, she was very dramatic. And I was telling her, can you not see you? So this job was in April and she passed in May. Hmm. For you to know how she was... We were wearing her diaper from February this year. So I was telling her, like, can you not see your body? So what are you crying for? She said, eh, hey God, how would the work even go? I said, but these people that are there, they are people that have worked with you for close to five years and I will be there. I left everything I'm doing, all the jobs I have to come and monitor it. And I'm going to be there from Tuesday up until the end of the funeral. It's a very big one. And then she was like, ah, okay. She'll come down again. In the middle of the night at 3 a.m., I won't just wake up and start shouting. This walk, oh, hey, God, ha ha, God, she's going to be disgraced. Mm-mm. I said, what up? What, what has, she, you know, she, that period, I could just tell that I was messing with her real bad. Like, this is the first job in her, you know, whole time as a caterer and as a renowned person 
that she was going to not be there. Mm-hmm. So it was really messing with her head. Like, yeah. will they execute this whole thing perfectly? You know, at the time, and as God will have it, the work went excellently well. After everything, I came to Oshodi, to my aunt's place, and then I was on my way to Festac to see a client that wanted me to do a couple of content for his studio. And then, you know, upon getting to Oshodi, I ordered Uber that was supposed to take me to Festac, and my sister just called. I said, Mommy, I stopped breathing. I'm like, please, I'm go see, don't get me pissed. I just made watermelon for her and pop before leaving the house. We literally shared the pop and ate the watermelon together. What are you saying? I noticed something was different because that morning, my mom requested that she had a bath. And then, you know, I told she, she had open wound on her two breasts. Mm. Her hand was literally bringing out pulse. Right. And then it was like the whole weight of her body was on her left arm. Oh so it was so heavy. I can't carry it for a minute without sweating. Mm. It was that bad. So... When my sister said it, I'm like, what do you mean she's not breathing anymore? I told the Uber guy to just pack. Then I called my older sister. She was she came in from Abuja at the time to just take care of her a bit, mm. just so that it doesn't rest on me alone. Mm. And then after the time, my sister said, Don't be true. We're at General Hospital. Before we got there, they said she's dead. Oh and from afar, I could hear my dad. I think he was praying. He was praying and he was crying. So I could hear him through his voice that he was crying while he was praying. My phone fell. And then the bad guy wasn't even particular about we've gotten to the destination mm. or how much it was and then everything. And the next thing he said was, Madam, don't pay. Do you want to go to Yukurudu? I will drive you. And I'm like, mm. I, I mean, yes, I was crying, but you're going to use fuel. You don't even know if yeah. there's traffic. You know, so you're going to drive me all the way from Oshodi to Ikorudu. I'm like, don't you just drop me at my friend's shop. So there's a friend of mine that has a shop not too far. I first went there and then, you know, I got there. I explained to her. She was supposed to be petting me, right? She started crying. So she sat down on the floor at the because she knows my mom at the front of the shop and she was literally crying. Because if there's one person, she's like one of the people that, you know, join me in prayers. Mm-hmm. Every single time she sees me, she would ask, how is mommy? How is mom? Every time. Mm. And we both just sat down there and we we're crying. That night I got home. My nephew that I was thinking didn't know anything as much, you know. But I mean, my mom raised him. So he calls my mom his mom. He was also cold. Like, it was hot. It was hot season. But I got home to see him and my younger sister with blankets. Mm. And then they were crying, you know. Like a couple of people. You know this prayer we pray? Yeah. Um, God, we pray in Yoruba and my family. Morning devotions. Um, one, battle for Senwe Onowa. It means they won't off. Um, nobody will put sleepers of sorrow at the, at, at the entrance to the house mm. to come and sympathize with us mm. for a loss. And then this is it. This mm. is all of what we've prayed against. Begins. At the time when we were growing up, my mom would say, um, every Friday we should pray and um, do prayer and fasting. Mm. So even when we go to school, we don't eat to school. But before we come back, she's made us something really nice because she knew that we fasted to school. Mm. And then she would say, anybody that wants to reap the fruit of our own labor, mm. God should, you know, judge them. Yeah. And then she won't die before her time. There were a lot of prayers we did for probably close to four years consecutively, if I'm not mistaken. And it was particularly for my mom to not die untimely. Mm. And here it is. Mm. Like, what explanation does God even have to give us? Because, mm. to be honest, 
people will say you don't question God and blah. Yeah, man, it was. It felt like I needed to see him. I wanted to understand what he was doing. And if he was just wanted to do this 11th hour miracle, mm. where they tell us probably she's been in the mock for two days and then they call us and say, your man's woken up, oh. you know, because it wasn't adding up. Mm. But um, a week, two days, three days, and then there was no call, nothing, you know. And they were planning the funeral. People still coming. That was the first time ever like I literally saw my dad cry. Hmm. And then during the wake up, my dad said something. So my mom had bought him clothes, mm-hmm. like a couple of Ankara fabrics. I think about six of them. I even took one to sew out of it. Hmm. And then at the time, my dad was like, he was staring it at the wake up, like my mom was bedridden. Hmm. And she still called her friend that sews dresses and sells fabrics. Like, I want to buy fabrics for my husband. Mm. He hasn't been looking his best. And you know, I've been sick. So I want him to make new clothes. And then that was like maybe a week or probably two weeks before she passed. So for you to know the kind of state she was in, Mm. still thinking about him. And my father did not sew the clothes. Apparently, that was the day I had. It wasn't even like he didn't like the fabrics because he just told my mom, and the fabrics, they look like, they look feminine. Mm. It was on the way keep I heard that. He actually did like it, but he was thinking, his wife is sick. Where is he wearing fine clothes to? That's what he said. Mm. And then tears rolled down his eyes. It was a very emotional moment for me. And to think I saw so many people that I was literally struggling to understand why they didn't come to pray with my mom mm. on the eye table from church, mm. seated as special guest. What did they even call them? Special guest of honor. Mm-hmm. I'll not be telling my sister. I'll chat to my sister on WhatsApp. Eh? Pastor so 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 and so is here. See, brother, this too. See, mm. these people that I did not see their traces. Mm. I remember at the time they used to, because they used to be hot prayer warriors in church. Mm-hmm. So I remember at the time I'll tell my mom, ah, why has um, Pastor this and this not even come to pray with you? Mm. My mom will say, ah, she's very innocent. Hmm. Like, you're supposed to even be vexing. My mom was saying, How do you vex when you're not vexing? But you're all like busy. Hmm. And I'm like, you're still making excuses for these people. They are mean. He's not busy. My mom was saying, Oh, feel it. God, even the ones you are praying on call, you think God will answer everything. And then there was this last thing my mom said. My mom said, she considers herself the sacrificial lamp hmm. of the family. And... On God, none of us ever have to experience any untimely death or illness ever again. So it feels like she did it on behalf of the family, the entire family. That's a lot. That's a it's a whole lot. And actually, I'm speechless because it's like I, I think when people ask me about how 2022 was for me, I said that in 2022 I saw Shiggy. In the sense that I had, there was something I really wanted. I got it and then he left again. And I was like, like, he, he just messed with my whole, how I felt about God. And I, since April to date, I've not gone to church. Like, I've not gone to church. I'm like, about God, just do where you do. You can't do where I do. So I can now imagine you who was praying for like these years. And then this happened. How did that affect your faith? Have you gone to church since then? Have you prayed to God again? Or how did you reconcile? I think um, my actual problem was more with the church than God. 
So mm. it was easy for me to pray, even when I wasn't going to the physical church itself. Mm, okay. So it wasn't all that, you know, it wasn't all that intense with, the, it was more like with the church building. Mm. And then I was open to even attending other churches, but most definitely not mine. Because at the time, my dad would force me because, I mean, where do my life has? So my dad would say, this is wrong with this program. Like, are you serious? Don't do that. I'm not going. And then he come back from church. He asks my younger ones. They told me to go to church. He said, no. Hmm. He would just carry his face away. Like, he literally just gave up. Hmm. But I was still praying. I still pray. I still pray this morning. I still pray every time. Just that um, a lot of things are unclear. But I'm sure that according to the time of life, God would probably just reveal himself. Mm. I love it. I I love the fact that you still you still, you know, you still accept or believe that there is a God there. So regardless of what has happened, it's not made you, you know, yeah. Say, oh my God, I'm not going to church again. Now I'm feeling very motivated. I might go back to church this Sunday because I mean, why not? <laughs> I feel like I'm very very speechless. So with that, still, I know that when we're talking about being on the show, you talked about God's plan and in God's time. So it's like. Do you see all of these things that have happened as God's plan? Despite the fact that they've not really been very favorable to you. To you yeah. So I think um, I was talking to my partner yesterday and I was trying to, we were trying to talk. And I said, oftentimes we ask God for something and then he answers, but he just probably might not be in the pattern that we want it. We want it. And then it's hard to come to terms with because... So it's more like when you go to God in prayer, you visualize just exactly how you want to deliver to you. Mm -hmm. But when it does deliver in a certain way that is different from what you've, you know, what you've, um, you know, looked out for, you just start to tell yourself like, ah, mm. I follow God talk with this. Yeah. Because I think I remember the week before my mom passed, I made a prayer and said, God, if you're not going to tackle this illness, I think it's best you just let her be with you. Hmm. And the next week, they said my mom is dead. Hmm. It took me like two months to remember that I actually prayed. prayed such a prayer. And I'm like, ah, why did you not pick the other one? <laughs> Shebi, I said, <laughs> Shebi, I said, mm-hmm. if she doesn't get better, why did you not allow her to get, get better, better and keep her? Now, wow. <laughs> and then it just felt like probably... There probably was going to be too much maybe to fight later on. Mm. I can't really think for God, but, you know, I tried to just take up options that were quite favorable to the situation on ground as much as the situation was, you know, pretty much unfavorable because, mm. I mean, at some point, my siblings and I were like, ah, Omo, it would have even been maybe a lot easier if it was daddy. Mm. We love our dad so much. Mm. But it just felt like, how do you expect us to even do life without mommy in the whole picture? Mm. And then my mommy is so strong that she can play the daddy and mommy role. Mm. But then I'm like, are we even thinking straight? How do we expect it to have taken a turn on mommy? Mm. What's the tendency that she wouldn't be a shadow of, of herself if she ever gets to experience mm. his loss? So I'm like, you know what? God just knows how he does his things. So that was just the summary for us. Mm. Very yeah. I don't know if to say you guys have been strong, but I think it also helps that you you guys have yourselves. Yes, and as siblings, yes. it seems like you guys have, you know, you've learned to lot. take care of yourselves, you know, and just be there for one a another. So it helps you to yeah. make, I guess, make better decisions or just yeah. have somebody else that you can cry talk together, to, that you can yes. talk to who understands what you're feeling because you're not alone. Because if it were to be only you, one person, Man. Like that, I'm like, 
That's why oftentimes when my partner, you know, turns out and then probably today he's just very gloomy and moody. I totally understand because, man, so now he has his mom to think of. He has a building project to complete. Mm. He has me on the side. We have plans for 2023. We're probably talking about how to see if we can get married next year. Mm. You know, there's like so much and he's like, ah, he's just this one no trust fund anywhere. <laughs> and then, you know, sometimes today he's probably not the best version of himself. So I try to just give him that. Don't worry, I get it. Just do your thing. I just check up on him randomly and just make sure he's doing okay. So I don't necessarily have to weigh him down with so much talk. I don't let him be because I understand how it is for him being the only person. That's I mean amazing stuff. I like the fact that you guys sort of complement each other because I mean with you too, he gets to have is it four or five sisters? Yeah. So it's like it gets to complement in some kind of way. So now let's talk about um your career. Now, the last time we spoke, I know that you were still in school, yeah. you were still trying to figure things out. But here you are today, consultant madam. It seems like you're doing pretty well. How is that going for you? Yeah, so I would pretty much say that um, God has been really faithful. So it just, it saddens me that, you know, my mom wasn't here to witness all of this. But then I'm sure that some way, somehow, you know, I just hear my dad from time to time and they'll say, ah, you're doing well. I'm like, eh? Is that you? Mm-hmm. Really? Because <laughs> my dad, huh? the man is very hard. <laughs> you are doing extremely well. If you like, drive Lamborghini to the house. <laughs> if I, he will rate you, it will take a long time. And then, you know, I came back from Delta. My dad was like, ah, we're all done. We're all done. Ah, I told my friend and my daughter traveled. So I say, yes, mm-hmm. keep on. <laughs> so now you can take Friday. I know. You know? And then I'm like, before now, I wasn't going to go to um, university. And then you're like, eh? There is none of my daughters that are not going. I'm like, calm down. She wants to make money. Don't worry make yourself. Money. <laughs> and then I'm just going to make sure, of course, it's not going to be through any illegal means. Yeah. We'll just make the money regardless. And we'll be doing something that I extremely love doing. So um, it's been a lot of online coachings. I probably would just get, you know, somebody would slide in my DM. Chef Dami, can you please put me through on this? I'm running this online business. It's not going so well. I'm like, okay. First time I did it and it went so well. And then, you know, it brought much thought, like it brought fruits. Mm. And then it yielded a lot. So I'm like, okay. Next person, I'm like, eh, I charge 15 key. Mm-hmm. That person did not even budge. Mm. Like, eh, the money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then next time I'm like, um, okay, I'm going to coach you. I'm going to teach you how to run your adverts. You know, I'm going to teach you how to take content, especially for food. And just, you know, build a brand and not just necessarily sell food mm. and then it worked the second time the third time the fourth time mm. so it's been like I've coached close to 12 food wow. business owners and then it happens to be that I'm not even getting a maybe booker to consult for I'm getting to be moved all the way from Lagos down to Delta it was wow. so big for me mm. and I got there you know they took my box to my room I said they lodged me yeah. hey. God, really? Is this how it works? And then my partner just kept shouting, babes, I'm so proud of you. I'm like, in, my, in fact, even me, I'm proud of myself. Yes. Like, I cannot believe it. And then, you know, I got there 
And then there were a lot of, ah, please go and meet consultant. Then go and meet consultant. I'm like, ah, really? <laughs> God, I see you. Is this how you work? I know, right? And then it was just, it was, it was really amazing. And the fact that almost everything that I executed there for them went successfully. Mm. You know, he's calling me now. And then you're charging somebody and you're not afraid to tell them, I'm going to take this amount of money. Mm. And then when they pay you and then, so we agreed for a week, right? Mm-hmm. After one week, he's like, Chef Dami, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it wasn't even the fact that I was going to collect more money. It was the fact that I must have been doing something, something good. Like, for you to keep me. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So the hotel, he said, don't worry, don't worry, I'll, I'll retain everything. Mm. I'm like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> and then, you know, I went again. The next week, you know, we planned, I created menu. I keep saying it now, like, if you enter... Kopi Cabana mm-hmm. in Delta. The menu they are going to offer you is mine. Oh, shame like, yeah. This is it was really big for me. And then of course, I'm already trying to draft templates to see how much of that I can get, mm-hmm. you know, come next year when I go to Ghana. So it's just, you know, God does some certain things for you. And then you now just realize it that He is actually He's on your case. Mm. It might not be extremely big. But you can just see that he has unlocked certain channels for you. And you can just sit back and then visualize how much more you're going to get. You mm, understand? So mm, that was it mm, for me. Mm, mm, mm. I, I love the sound of that because it's like, yes, yes. When when certain things start to happen, you just it just makes you very excited for your future. It's like, this is just the beginning. Exactly. It's like, you know how when you have a dream, it's like so far, but certain things just start to click and it's like, Okay, it's coming. Right. It's coming. It's almost here. And yeah. I can't only, I'm so happy for you. Like Thank it's you. like there's been so much transformation from the first time we spoke to today. And it just goes on to show that, you know, how time changes everything. everything. Like how time yeah. it's just it's just a matter of time. Say you know day where you want day now. No, no. means say you know go get there. It just it just takes time and maybe a little bit of patience and working on yourself. Cause like you mentioned as well, you know coaching, taking courses, and even believing in yourself because doing chef, being a chef, it's like, it's not very, it's not very famous yes. in this part of the world. So it's like you're you carving a niche for myself, for yourself and you're doing it graciously at this point because like, you're, I'm sure that I, to even have the audacity to tell your parents that I'm not going to university yet, I want to do this instead. I think that that takes a level of boldness because man 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 if I don't ordinary my master's I'm currently doing my master's and for the last five years because I left school in 2017 Mm -hmm. and from then to this year when I finally decided to go to school my mom was always stressing me go and get your master's go on it was like I didn't even go to school School. so it's like having to now if I had told her you know I'm not going Eh? like huh Oh, in this house, what are you saying? Well, you you know, you navigated that and it's, it's great to see now that they're very, very proud of you. I mean, I would be proud of you too as well. So I think that we've been talking for a while and I'm, I think that every time I get to talk to you, it's like, we're just always very cool and there's just so Comfortable much. and there's so much. Like, like, let's just right. keep, let's just keep. Exactly. Funny enough is how this has been more of like a catch up. It's like mm-hmm. just catching up with you. And I think it's very great that this even happened at the end of 2022. Wait, wait, wait. We spoke, oh, it was in 2021. Our yes. first conversation was in 2021, actually. And I think it was the ending of 2021, actually. So this yeah. is the ending of 2022. And it's beautiful because I feel like 
you basically just told us about how your 2022 has gone on and I'm excited for what 2023 would bring for you. I'm hoping that it brings you all the very good things that you desire. Everything sweet. And maybe the next time I'll be talking to you is going to be with an IV and like, Jessica, my wedding. (laughs) Hey, hey, let's go to Ghana or anywhere. Anywhere you decide to have it happen. Because like, uh -uh. I'm I'm very excited for things like this. And it's... It's very fulfilling, even as somebody who hosts this show, to know that for every time I speak to people, they go on, you know, we come back again and we're having like a new chapter of lives has been like, has gone through and I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. And I want to say thank you very much for doing this with me. I'm going to, I think I'm going to name this a recap. I don't know what I'm going to name this, but it's been very, very great talking to you. And I wish you. A Merry Merry Christmas in advance and a wonderful and prosperous new year. Amen. I no longer say same to you because I really need to claim that. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, and just before we go, actually, I'm going to, of course, plug you in. Do you want to talk about your page? You know, people who want to follow you and all of that. You can go ahead. Okay. So um, I have a, I have a lazy YouTube channel. <laughs> it's actually um, Plus Size Chef. My Instagram handle is also plus size chef. That's the two social media accounts I can't keep up with for now. I can imagine it's a lot. It's a lot. I see you do your thing. I must give you credit for it. You do pretty well. I try. I try every now and then when I can pop in and pop out. I mean, I think for me, I really just enjoy making videos and just short clips about what I'm doing in my life every now and then. So it just kind of works for me, but it's hard. It's very, very hard. And sometimes I'm like, I give up. On Sundays, I don't post for a very long time. And then I come back again. But we move regardless. So, yeah. Thank you very much again. It's been amazing catching up with you, Dami. And I wish you, again, I think I've said before, I wish you the very, very best. I don't know. I wish you Thank just you the best. Ben. Anytime I hear from me, I just want this to be good news and good news and good news because you definitely deserve it. Thank deserve it. you. Okay, guys. So that's it. It's been a whole lot of catching up with Dami and... I think I've learned a thing or two from her, actually. You know, I think first is the fact that regardless of what happens, you just have to remember that there's a there's a plan. You know how you don't always know that there's a plan, but there's a plan. And regardless of what it is you're doing, you know, being a chef, being a social media strategist, whatever it is you're doing, it eventually pays off. It, it would eventually pay. And I think I should actually talk about the fact that I've been doing YouTube for the last maybe four years. Actually, I, don't, I can't remember, but I've been on and off YouTube. But this year, I took it a bit seriously. And this year, I got my first gift from YouTube. And it felt like a whole lot. Now, I've been putting out videos every day, every, every other day. I'm putting out videos because I just feel so inspired. Because like that thing where you said is like something happens and you start to feel like, oh my God, it might just be my next big break. It might just exactly. be it. It's like it just keeps pumping and it's just so great. And that is something you've also like alluded to. And just makes me know that this is like... I know that we're still in our 20s and we're still figuring life out, but I feel like everything is starting to fall in place. And very soon, hey, very soon, we're going to take over in the words of Bob Risky. Okay, okay, okay. That's it. That's it, guys. Until next time, this is 20-somethings rant. So, bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to drop a review and rate on iTunes, Spotify, and Jamit. Also, you can join the conversation on Twitter using the hashtag, hashtag 20somethingsrant, or follow on Instagram at 20somethingsrant, or send an email to 20somethingsrant at gmail.com. Until next time, I remain Jessica Fortunes. Bye-bye.